0: English Ministry podcast. podcast. All right. We are rolling. Yeah. Um, thanks for doing this with me, bro. Of course. Yeah. It is my honor. <laughs> I actually
1: don't know why you asked but me. <laughs> and. Uh, but you're my friend. I've been and I wanting love to. You, no, so. I've been
0: wanting to talk with you, like ever since I visited the youth group. Dude, that was crazy. Also, dude. just seeing you on Zoom a bunch yeah. during during our peer to peer group. Yeah, and for PCA, and that that was,
1: um, it was like a lifeline to me mm. during you know the yeah. COVID time, and I'm sure, it was sweet. It was sweet. Yeah,
0: I. I I enjoyed that, and then and then seeing them face to face at the General Assembly was really cool. Um, no, I think, you know, when we um,
1: when we went to that EM Forum, I think it which was one? In, it was in uh, Fullerton.
0: At New Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We went out for lunch. Uh, Dan Penkin. Kim, he uh, that's He right. took us out. That's right. And we yeah. didn't know each other at all. And then we sat next to each was other. Was that our
0: first time that was interacting?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Korean barbecue. It was delicious food. And then you're just opening up to me, saying hi, and and we're just getting to know each other. <laughs> and then you're like, Oh yeah, like um I my in laws live in Conifer, Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, Conifer? That's so <laughs> weird because there's a member that goes to our EM at that time who yeah. you know, who yeah, had yeah, yeah. An yeah. uncle and aunt Jennifer and um Yeah, Michael Walsh and who had an uncle and aunt in conifer. And then, and then so I was like, hey, is, is your sister-in-law Jean? Because we, we met before, and she came out to our, our retreat. That's and right. Like, oh, my goodness. We got to take a picture. I got to send it to our members, like, right now. But they've talked about you before.
0: That's so funny. They've yeah, talked about you before. that's right. So that's how we first met. And then, yeah, I feel like I've just been, like, wanting to connect with you wanting to chat with you for so long you know um, and and then and we also have a couple you know members from your church too who moved to Atlanta and oh yeah you know um, and they have great things to say about you and well, oh thank, you yeah. <laughs> thank god right. thank yeah. god that's always they're being be very charitable yeah. uh, I'm
1: sure they can no no they, they genuinely I think that.
0: they mean it um, they cherish like their time with you a lot so yeah I just wanted to been always wanting to connect and so um great that we're here um at covenant weather's been good so it's nice to be out here it's a beautiful
1: campus yeah
0: i think we have a
1: beautiful romantic setting in the backdrop (laughs) uh we're on a date i hope my (laughs) wife isn't too jealous and then uh we're having this intimate face-to-face conversation so uh, absolutely
0: but um but this is You were saying, like, this is just, this is, like, really chill weather. This is, as in, like, nice weather. This is not cold at all to you. Yeah, no. This is just beautiful, like.
1: I don't like um, the summer as much. Yeah. It's it's too hot. I'm not good with summer, yeah. I mean, Atlanta summer, I'm sure, is awful. It's
0: intense.
1: I hear that. It's It's terrible. It's intense. But, you know, Colorado is beautiful. It's, like, dry heat. So it's not that bad uh, in the summer. But I still don't. Like sure, the sun, okay. so um, actually, when the um sun sets earlier and rises later, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I'm actually I mean, more thankful for that. What do people <laughs> even do? Because they can't go to the beach, can they? In is, the summer, is there like a lakeside beach that people can go to in Colorado? They do, or they're like oh, reservoirs. Okay. I don't know what they look like.
1: I've never gone. Uh, My family and I, we live in, like, the most outdoorsy state possible. But we just like to look at the mountains from afar. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. go to the mountains or go skiing. (laughs) I hear mountain biking is pretty fun in the mountains Mm. during the summer. A lot of people camp. That sounds
0: fun. That does sound fun. Uh, But I'm I'm just, like, I'm just, like, a scaredy cat. Like, I feel like camping in Colorado would be beautiful, but then, like, you also run into snakes or um, you run into wild stuff or no?
1: Well, well I'm the just members ignorant. in our church that go camping, they they say, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Okay. And it's like cold, like chilly, even though it's summer. Yeah. And it's something yeah. about being unplugged. Yeah. And just spending time yeah. with your family and yeah, enjoying yeah, yeah. Uh, the, n- the beautiful creation around you. Uh, yeah. But, That's again, I am not, like, at all tintillated to go out camping because yeah. I, I, ha- I have be more sleep ignore. apnea. Okay. So I need my CPAP machine. And I always wondered why would anybody want to sleep outside Mm-mm. when technology has allowed us to sleep inside <laughs> on a nice bed,
0: you know, <laughs> air-conditioned or... Or with a heater. You sound like Michael Scott after that one episode where, I don't know if you watch The Office, but um, where he goes out on the survivor, survivor trip on his own. Well, and he yeah, comes he back and, Dwight, and he's like, though. why did I even try that? It's yeah. so nice to be in an air-conditioned space and heat. there's technology. Well, <laughs> I respect him for even
1: wanting to go out there. Uh I yeah. I'm too scared to go. Almost out killed there. himself
0: eating poison mushrooms. Right,
1: right. But Dwight <laughs> saved them. And man, yeah. I, I wanna have a friend like Dwight
0: uh, that could do you that. You want you want an assistant pastor like Dwight? You should tell <laughs> Ryan that. Hey, watch <laughs> the office and be like Dwight. Um that's funny. You know what, what's what else is interesting about what I've been just observing from my interaction with folks who are from Colorado. Okay is they have this interesting mixture yeah. of, because I, I grew up in California. So so in California, people are so like chill, pretty, pretty much chill. Um, but in Colorado, I feel like there's a blend of that chill plus like this, like, I don't know if, what's the word, bluntness? Like, oh, really? like honesty, like, Huh. they'll tell you what they think about something like straight up
1: yeah you know when i first moved there the coloradans told me that you know californians are really chill yeah but the northeasters or east coasters are really like harsh and rude in your face in your face and colorado is just the beautiful perfect blend of <laughs> grace and truth <laughs> and speaking the truth in love it's just the kingdom like Ephesians of four. yeah exactly <laughs> uh but for me to be honest with you i i'm from the northeast i'm from philadelphia gotcha. uh, and um i think they were way too nice when i first got here and they're who, very who positive are the, the folks in colorado the folks in colorado mm, yeah 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 mm, like mm. uh i'm so used to honking at people in in, in the northeast yeah
0: um but uh you okay know, so, so you're kind of corroborating what i'm sensing then like it is a good blend of it's all good but let me also be honest about this kind of thing. That's me, but I don't consider myself a Coloradoan. Okay, consider myself. But, but a in your interaction with Colorado folks, is that what you no, get? No, they're too right? nice. I think they're more, they're a lot nicer than I expected. So, so, and, okay, and so but that's like relative to your East Coast experience, right, right? 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I think we've been there for almost nine years now. I can't believe it. Two thousand fifteen. Wow. Yeah, and, um, we. Huh. At, at first, we're like, man, I wish people honked at me more. You know, <laughs> like there are times when uh, it'd be like a green light, and I, I'm just like yeah. zoning out somewhere. Yeah, and, and and they're just like sitting there, they're just waiting. sitting there waiting. Wow. And I'm like, please honk at me. I deserve to be honked I deserve at, to be. Honked. Yeah. So for me, like when I'm <laughs> yeah. waiting, even now, I'm like five cars back, and the front car's not going, and the first, like the next three cars or four cars, they're not. They're not honking, yeah.
0: so I, i'll be the one honking because it's like, so hey, funny I just
1: want you I just want you to yeah. know yeah that it's it's in Georgia,
0: they give you like a little love like like a little gentle, kind oh, tap, you know um, that seems like the perfect blend of grace and truth and, and, <laughs> there's definitely and some i sometimes I do run into some like sincere southern hospitality. It's, it's really sweet but um, but yeah, so I was asking that because I thought, man it's interesting how you go from California. And if so in California, if you have, like, the it's all good, and then in East Coast, you have the in-your-face. But, I mean, it's not like they're not affectionate to you at all. But but in terms of the, immediate, the first encounter, it can be kind of in-your-face. But then it's, like, this great – it's, like, this general, like, um, sort of ev- evolution. It's, like, from West Coast to the East Coast. So if you land somewhere, right, by Colorado, it's, like, oh, it's gotten a little – it's still good, but then, like, they'll tell you – uh what they honestly so for example like like i I remember having uh eating with a relative i won't say who a relative in colorado and it was like my treat Mm. and um you know halfway through i'm like how's the meal you know and they're like it's not that good (laughs) you know know? whereas in california it's like it's all right yeah yeah um interesting but we're still having a good time, so they don't mean anything mean by it. it they're not frustrated, they're not irritated. It's just, it's not that good. And how are you how <clears> you <throat> been? <laughs> you know, kind of like just moving along.
1: Yeah, um, when, when we first—I mean, my church hears this all the time. But when we first got there, uh, we were at at a library, and in, in Philly area, uh, the greater sub- suburban area. That's great. That's where I grew up. If a place was closing and we were at a library and the place was closing, we'd be like, oh, we're closing in 30 minutes. Yeah. Essentially, get out. You know, like, yeah, we're yeah, closing yeah, in 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Pretty, that kind of tone, like, sure. like boom, in sure. your face. Yeah. But this library was like, we are open for another 30 minutes. And I'm like, that is such a positive spin.
0: It's like the half library open perspective. <laughs> Yeah, Rather than the, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's so maybe so that's
1: that's going along with what you're saying. Like, hey, yeah, you, you need to leave.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's going we'll to be nice about that's it. Interesting. Um, but you weren't born and raised in Colorado. No. So no. So, uh, so tell me about your sort of. Yeah. Where were you born? Where was your childhood? I was born uh, and raised
1: in the Greater Philadelphia area okay. uh, suburb. Um, Hence, the Eagle fan. Yeah, that you're I a part bleed of. green, and you even though both green. my uh, kids have been born in the Colorado, uh, like in, in the state of Colorado, they they bleed green as well. You're like,
0: as for me and my house. That's what I've been realizing, you know,
1: like, so Forget like the our passions, our
0: joys are definitely inherited yeah. by our yeah. children. And Th- so does that, does that make it interesting when you like watch a football game with your church members who are Bronco fans and you're rooting for the Eagles? So, uh, when I first got to Colorado, the
1: second Super Bowl, I actually, my first Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday, and that's when the Patriots uh, beat the Seahawks with this magnificent interception on, in, like, the last minute or last couple minutes uh-huh. of the, uh-huh. the game. But then um, the second year was when the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was great to rejoice <laughs> with, with my, uh, my members and I remember making this post like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like to win a Super Bowl. Because at that point, the Eagles have not won a Super Bowl. But then mm. two years later, we finally yeah. made it all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were yeah. tears. There were hugs, you know. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, Broncos fans, they dislike with a passion Patriots, the Patriots mm, team. Okay. And so when the Eagles were playing the Patriots, it, it felt like I was watching it with fellow Eagles fans. And we're just jumping up and down you know and we're 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 so happy screaming and and like the whole church was like texting my phone so like funny. we're so happy all that stuff you know and like rejoicing with those who rejoice on that the enemy day of my enemy uh, yeah. yeah 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 it was it was it was it was great That's but so funny. um you know my family and i we we definitely cheer on the broncos number two but if they ever played the eagles we you know yeah. we'd yeah. It's not even a contest, Got but yeah, it. our kids love yeah. the Eagles. I love the Eagles. Um, but I think my passion for the Eagles grew when I was in Colorado.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah it's so weird. Um, I mean,
0: it's a piece of your home and mm-hmm. your childhood, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I grew up in, in the in the greater Philadelphia area and the suburbs, and um, I grew up in church. My My dad was... Uh, an ordained deacon, my mom was a Kwanzanim, you know, yeah. and um just that typical story. Uh my church was uh it it was actually just uh one of the bigger churches in the greater Philadelphia area. Korean, especially in the Korean sub church. yeah gr- bigger Korean churches, thank you. Uh in the suburbs of Philly. And then uh it split three ways. And so we stayed in the same building. We stayed in, th- in that split uh and I uh, yeah. I I just was really shaped and formed uh, during that time. Mm. My dad was, uh, he, he was very real about the church, hmm. even though he was first gen Korean, but he was like, oh, like, I don't want to be an elder. I don't want to uh, like spend too much time and mm. effort in the church. Mm. Um, church is great to, to keep at at a side, you mm-hmm. know, like as a hobby, sure, and you sure. just go uh-huh. to church like once a week kind of thing. Yeah. But church is not an everyday kind of thing. So, just just make sure you're not all in. And he actually is sort of bitter at he was at, b- bitter at religion, especially Christianity, because. Uh, he went to church all the time when he was a, a, a boy mm. growing up. Mm. Uh, my grandma was born in 1911 in Korea, and she wow. attended a Christian school. So, like, I learned, like, oh man, wow. like these Christian missionaries that came in the latter part of the 19th century, they established these schools. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, my wow. grandmother uh, went to one of those schools, was saved. And she was a woman of faith. I, rem- I just remember Incredible. always her singing praise songs, hymnals yeah. uh, throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah man and like not gonna lie when we when we sing some of those hymns in english or even when i hear km sing it yeah it's pretty emotional oh you know thinking about like big time and i know she she was actually the one that raised me uh the first two years of my life like as my parents were, they had a business. They were working yeah, there, yeah. and, and uh, she lived with us for my the first like eight years of my life. And mm. I just remember her singing, her praying, and I know she prayed over me mm. over and over again. Mm. A woman of uh, her prayers were powerful too, mm. man. You know, like apparently the church would ask her to pray when the person what, like that was supposed to pray yeah. wasn't there because her prayers were so powerful. Yeah. And I just remember uh, she would pray before the mealtime during family reunions. Mm. And she'd pray these powerful prayers over every single grandchild. And there were so many grandchildren. Yeah. I just wanted to eat, man and I was like a fat little kid and I was like, man, I'm so hungry <laughs> why do you just got just just say like bless everyone why can't yeah. why can't you just no. you know do it quickly but it's n- she it's spent never, the time yeah. and yeah. Um, I just yeah. remember my family when I told them I was gonna be a pastor they're like, oh this was like she, she passed when I was in seventh grade mm. uh, and so when I became a pastor, my extended family, my uncles and aunts my, mm, mm, mm. Uh, they were like, oh man. If Harmony was here, Mm -hmm. if if your grandmother here was here, I think she would say her prayers were answered, you know, like uh, that one one of her grandchildren at least became a pastor and stuff. So uh, that that was really cool. Um, My dad was sort of bitter at the church because his mom, my grandmother of faith always forced him to go to church. And he Mm. said that he didn't, wasn't allowed to study. So he Mm. didn't Mm. get into the school he wanted to get into and he Mm. would be so much more successful and wealthy if he went to that school and things like that. So he he always tried to teach disciple me to make sure that Christ wasn't my all in all and my everything. And that's sort of the way I, I grew up. My Mm. mom, she just, she was a woman, uh, like that was, Amazing, more mature in faith than awesome. my dad, and uh, served the church so faithfully, yeah. Uh, and she, to be honest, like, um, she was great as at using the Bible when she needed it, you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, honor your mother and father, you have to listen, like, yeah, my dad yeah. it all, you know, yeah. 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 Uh, you have to be excellent in everything that you do yeah. to glorify God, so you better study, you know. Yeah, uh, but if I had a test. Uh, but I wanted to go to church, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I should go to church. I want to be a good Christian. She, she, yeah. she would be like, no, 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 you got to study, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And so it would only take her to a certain point. Okay. Um, and like, my my relationship with my mom is a complicated one, mm. Um, mm. broken at times, uh, yeah. but al- also good at times. Right yeah. now, she's suffering from dementia. So that's like, mm. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a mm. mess of feelings yeah, uh, that, yeah. I, that I have towards that situation. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, youth group, um, we, the typical youth group, I was, uh, b- by the time I was in high school, I was president of the youth mm. group and mm. like things like that, you mm. know? And I just remember my, my <laughs> youth pastors telling me like, Hey, uh, I think you're called to be a pastor. And I laughed. I laughed in their face, and I probably <laughs> cursed them off. Almost, you know, like heck no, like there's no way. Hmm. Uh, we had six youth pastors in my seven years of youth group, so it was just wow, in and out, boom, 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 boom. Right, um, it was really hard. We were such a terrible youth group. Wow, bro. we did not treat our youth pastors well. Hmm. Man, for those in youth ministry right now and education ministry, like they are, they are saints especially if they have youth groups like like us we were not a good youth group we would apparently we would you know make
0: almost uh so you think it was the the youth students making it difficult for the youth pastor that kind of led them to as, as is that part of the reason you think oh yeah we
1: were so bad they would, they would, try, like, they would try to get us to like clean up after ourselves. How spoiled we were, we man! Like, uh, try to get a, get us to clean up after ourselves, and yeah. and we'd be like, nope, <laughs> and we wouldn't even lift a finger, you know. And they would be gentle, loving, truth telling. They'd be so patient. Yeah. Uh, even like maybe carry around the bag, and we wouldn't yeah. pick it up, and yeah. like we, w- whenever this one youth pastor would tell us to do one thing, we would do another thing. Uh, because we'd be so uh-huh. uh, yeah. awful, um, and you. W- all that to say is, all these youth pastors, one after another, they're like, "Hey, you should, you should be in ministry," and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no." Then I I went to Grove City College, mm. um, a small Christian liberal arts school mm. out north
0: of Pittsburgh, uh, and what, what did you study at uh, Grove City? Mole- molecular. Molecular. Biology. biology, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was the initial plan to like go into medicine and yeah, the the typical. Route. Did you enjoy biology, like in high school, in college, and like did you no, get into it?
1: No, no, no. My um for me, I was like, I want something that could help people. That yeah. sounds sort of honorable. Yeah, because I don't want to just be someone that is all for money. Because that's okay. vain. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I was just like a little uh, self righteous youth group kid, <laughs> I guess that wanted Mm. to help people but i wanted to be rich and so that was like this is the Mm -hmm. only way and like that only doctors can help people and be rich apparently and so that's that's why i chose that path Mm. uh and um it was a hard hard
0: uh major that's pretty pretty still like mature thinking for a high school did you too kind no it wasn't like it was not uh, i did not think that far in terms of like yeah if I want to serve people and make money this is what I would I, I that was not on my radar. it was like, like what I like that's all I was thinking about well that's 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 cool you know follow your passions follow your art uh, I guess something I just, <laughs> like that I know, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah I, I I chose pre-med uh, and then I my first year um, God really transformed my life so I would say I was saved in in um, in middle school at mm. a retreat at the mm-hmm. typical the youth group time and um, at a, I was, but throughout my high school, like middle school, high school years, I just, um, drifted in, in and out in my faith. I was very consistent with church, but the, the life that I lived outside of church was, mm. was different, sometimes very different at mm. times, uh, from the faith that I professed on mm. Friday night. Mm. And then on Sundays, uh, and I was living out what my dad told me to do, just keep church at a distance mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's just one of the things mm-hmm. like a hobby that you do mm-hmm. almost like a religion that you sign off uh, like you check the b- box off for yeah. and, and like mm-hmm. in terms of like your life it can't be everything yeah uh, and so when I got to college I mean that was another story too I'm sorry I'm going all over the place no keep going um,
0: to, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying your story
1: when we my senior year I got I applied to different schools. I got accepted into Penn State. Penn State party school, you know. Great um, school. Great school. And party school. Well, yeah, party school. And my <laughs> friends ha- were accepted, you know, at Penn State already by that point. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I am going there. I'm okay. going to go there and okay. live the, the college life and party yeah. it up. Yeah. Uh, I want to have fun as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, Part of, like I, I told you, it was a complicated relationship between me and my mom. She was very controlling. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, f- for me, um, I, I had to distance myself from mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so I saw college as the light at the end of the tunnel for mm-hmm. me. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. freedom over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I can truly live my life. And so Penn State would have been that college. But my dad, at that time, uh, he told me to apply to a small liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. Um one there's a church person we we knew at that time he went to a small college called
0: elizabethtown Mm. i think that's the name is that Uh, where the movies based i have have no idea there's a orlando blue movie by that name oh mate i have no idea That's TMI. go ahead i'm sorry
1: yeah (laughs) and and then he studied really well did well and then went to harvard afterwards for grad school so my dad was like you know um going to a smaller liberal arts school might be the way for you to go into a really good med school. So why don't you apply to this? So you mm-hmm. flip the college uh, magazine like one page over E! Mm-hmm. Elizabethtown mm-hmm. and it was like Grove City I found this one. Mm. It's very affordable mm. and uh, he thought at that time I wasn't studying because of my Korean friends. Uh, mm. So he was like look at there's no minorities. There's no Koreans. There are barely any Koreans at this school. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. much a white white majority school Mm. and so he was like no go to this school you're not gonna have any friends (laughs) so you'll be able to study you know and and so he told me to apply i didn't care i didn't care about the school i just i just applied really fast really quickly yeah um did did my part to make my dad happy but the last question on the application was what is your testimony and i was like why would they ask this question so for a christian school yeah okay sorry for for a, a college call yeah and then i realized it was a christian school that's i didn't even know i didn't even know it was a christian school that's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. so i just wrote something and and they accepted me and so i was like wow yeah here is the envelope ex- i remember having these two envelopes in front of me acceptance yeah. letter to penn state acceptance yeah. letter to grove city and i was like oh man this one for Grove City, I didn't really care too think much. Think about your faith. Yeah, think about my faith. I wasn't, But I got accepted. How yeah. could I get accepted when I, I didn't even care about the application here at uh-huh, Penn State? Uh-huh. It's fun, you know? Uh, yeah. Just... Yeah. hedonism and just enjoying <laughs> my life and freedom. And so I saw these two yeah. two letters and I don't know, it was like a supernatural moment. I just mm. felt like God was calling me. And I wasn't Pentecostal at that time. I, I it was a KPC church so it was pretty reformed. I had reformed gotcha. pastors okay. and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Uh the the yeah. those those pastors, youth pastors that told me to go into ministry. They were like reformed either KPC PCAers and gotcha. and some okay. Uh, I, yeah, but I just felt like God
0: was telling me to go there. Mm. So I accepted mm. and I went there. Mm. Well, I didn't even
1: visit the campus.
0: Wow. So, so it we, was out of s- this sort of spiritual conviction that you went with. The, yeah, it's a holy yeah. holy way and to put like, it. But, it's because yeah. they ask you, what is your testimony? It's almost like, because I think that's such a profound question if you think about it. What is your testimony? Right. It's like, it's, it's, in, it's a different way of asking, who are you? Right. Like, how do you narrate yourself? Yeah, what right? What do you testify
1: to? Yeah, uh, and yeah, I knew how to answer that question because I, yeah. I I grew up in church, you know, and I sure I definitely was confirmed by that time by the church. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I went to Grove City, um, and immediately I was like, I'm like, we visited. Mm. My first time visiting was in the summer before, but by then I was already accepted. I'm going there no matter what. Yeah. and we visit, and I'm like looking around. And it's just rural country, like like there's nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Like the the center of the town of Grove City, outside of the outlets, it was like a Walmart. That's where it's happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness! I get there, I'm like, all right, I want to listen to some music. I want to. You listen can have some... a good time at Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, sorry for those that love Walmart. I, I apologize, uh, but um, I uh, five dollar DVDs. All yeah, day. there, there you go. I, <laughs> and and it was fun actually yeah. when when we went in college that was like the highlight of the week to visit Walmart but uh, the the movie theater in that in the city of Grove City at that time there was only one theater in the movie theater uh-huh.
0: wait one movie in the theater you mean
1: like yeah one theater like there's some one like, theater
0: okay like they're like not wow. like you know like oh this is like this a like movie indie, tavern like with nine theaters theater? like a I think it, yeah it they was, play like old Re- reruns of
1: they played no they they Tarantino played Tino movies or whatever no or. no they played movies just the the most like, current movies but, <laughs> but there's, there's no only ones. one movie you know, with one Showtime probably or something like that. And wow. it was like, yeah. And it was really cute, beautiful little city. No, yeah, but, it does. You know, it sounds, yeah. It sounds but really when I, quaint. I was coming from Philadelphia in a more like, sure. suburban area. Sure, and sure I was sure, like, sure. what kind of place is this? What yeah. mistake did I make for yeah. me to come here? Yeah. Uh, and I was, yeah, I was, I wanted to listen to the radio and I, I liked hip hop and pop yeah. at that point in time. And I'm yeah, like going yeah. through and it's all country.
0: Yeah.
1: Country music. Then I started That's fearing so for my life and I was like, Oh man, what what's gonna <laughs> happen? Uh wow. when I go there. So I go there, uh, it's a whole like it's all white school. And then I realized I made friends there mm. that did not know anything about my ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, did not know my story I didn't grow up with them they yeah. not, they're not Eagles fans or anything and yeah. they're Steelers fans wait but this is still Pennsylvania they're Steelers Pittsburgh Steelers oh, oh, yeah oh, so they're they're all it's right. Steelers nation out there
0: gotcha okay
1: and yet I could connect with them in a deep and real way hmm. so much so that I felt very seen
0: and and like moved by how, their how love for me and, and my love for them what was it that draw drew that connection between the between you guys. What do you think it was? Um at was the end, end of the day, I think it, it was Christ. Yeah. Oh.
1: I I don't they you know, they went hunting. Mm. I'm, I I don't know anything about that. I didn't know anyone who had a gun, you know, like that kind of stuff and yeah. uh hunting was big or like huh. uh f- for them they're like, "Oh yeah, like um this past summer I had this construction job and I helped build a house or something. And I was like, what? I just played basketball this summer and you built a house, you know, like it was just totally different context, you know? (laughs) Uh, But it was, it was great. Like to connect with these brothers and then Mm -hmm. connect. There's, there are no other connections outside of Jesus. And I was able to experience such deep and profound fellowship with them that I've never experienced before. And that really stripped me of my, my mentality of like, oh, we keep Jesus at a distance. It's mm, just a mm. hobby because I was like, this isn't a hobby that can connect me so deeply with mm. these white brothers that I have no other connection right. with outside of Jesus. That's you know? amazing. And, and because of that community. And then a speaker came in and he, I remember this so clearly. Mm. It, was like a, it was like a Sunday night at a chapel and I'm there sitting and, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm listening to this guy speak and at the end, he's like, it was a moving sermon and he was like, at the end, he was like, I'm just going to give a call out here. And this is not a call for non-believers to start believing. This is a call for believers to start living, living mm. for Jesus. Mm. And I remember s- standing up and essentially saying like, Jesus, like my life is yours. Mm. I, I mm. am not my own. You have bought me with a price. And it's the price of your your mm. blood. And, mm. and I surrender all to you. Mm. And when I was talking to my mentor at that time about that. And he was like, oh, you know, like in youth group, you receive Jesus as your savior. But it seems like in college, you receive Jesus as your Lord. Mm. And I was like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah.
0: yeah, that is such a huge. I mean, it's so necessary to, to really come to grips with that. Um I think. That's still something people can forget Jesus is not just the Savior who transports you from hell to heaven right he's got a Lord over you now right yeah, every square inch of your life right right um,
1: no I, I mean um, like in the story where uh, he heals the bleeding woman hmm and mm-hmm. then Jesus calls her daughter you know no. mm-hmm and it's like the, I think it's the only place in the Gospels where you call someone daughter mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, you cannot be healed and saved by Jesus without entering into a relationship with Jesus mm. and you know s- having that kind of lordship and surrender yeah. to him you know and yeah and it's it's not yeah one thing or another either or but it's both yeah. and it's both yeah. and it's what it's what we need yeah so that's that's what I experienced in college. Wow. Uh, and an intense, like, freedom from the idolatries and sins in my life at that that point, up until that That's point. That's so
0: formative.
1: Yeah. And you, going back to the envelopes thing, you know, and I, I just felt like God wanted me to go there. Not to be like, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we believe God is in full control. And, of course, you know, if I went to another place, God wanted me to go there. But yeah. I, I just felt this, like, oh, man, you know, I God is... God's fingerprints are all over my yeah. life, and yeah. He brought me to, to yeah. that point. That's awesome. To go to Grove City, um, my mentor—you know, my mentor at that time—he wasn't—he um, wasn't the youth pastors I had, but um, he uh, he he was the pastor of um, the EM. Mm. When I was in high school, that EM became independent, okay, financially independent, <laughs> got self-governing. Okay. Just, and the senior pastor of that church uh, when I was in college was my mentor mm. and he was talking like t- talking to me, meeting up with me and Mm-mm. he was saying like, um, you know, when you go into pastoral ministry and yeah. I was like, when? What do you mean yeah. when? You know, he's like, <laughs> he's not like, not if <laughs> but when you go into pastoral ministry, yeah. you know, and so I felt like all along the way, they were ex- like, you know, my home church affirmed mm. the call, so like mm. there were Evidences of the external call in my gotcha, life. Gotcha. Uh, but gotcha. Um, in, in college, I still like, I was like, man, I, I really enjoy when I'm studying. Yeah. Uh, being always beholding the glory of God uh, at the mm. creation of man, how every part uh, down to every molecule work together, works together. And so for me, I was like, wow. I, I, I don't know if I'm called to be a pastor. I, I, yeah. I'm really passionate about what I'm studying. Yeah. Then um, second or third year more and more external calling. Mm. I went to different seminars and, um, I was like, Oh man, I think I'm, I'm called. Uh, I'm starting to build this like internal calling where I'm like loving people and shepherding people. And I'm like, Oh man. And this passion for the word. Uh, so I was like, maybe God is calling me. Mm. And so, uh, I was like, God, I surrendered everything to you. Mm. Have all of me. And I, I'm Mm. I'm, I'm just going to trust in you. Yeah. and, uh my, my parents, my dad, again, with the whole, like, keep religion at bay and not, not make it everything in your life, and now has a son who, who sits down and tells him, hey, dad, I think God is calling me to be a pastor. <laughs> then he looks at me and he's like, Oh, wow. He's like, if you become a pastor, we're just We're done. done. We're done. Wow. You, you're, you're not going to live here. Wow. You're not, like, you're not going to be my son. Wow. I didn't so know that. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I was Bro. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Well, uh, what a sword between. Well, yeah. Well, so do I, you know, the fifth commandment on honor your mother and father and it was going through my head and at the same time, like, but, but the call to, to love Jesus and love God with everything and. Follow him, and yeah so and I went to a, like there's there's another seminar that I went to uh, at, at at a conference back then, and they mm. were like, hey, if you feel like you're called to missions or called to ministry, and your parents are against it, it was like a specific mm. breakout session, and I was like, oh, I was a conference junkie, by the way, so I went to Urbana, I went to all the passions. There was one time I went to Urbana 06 I drove down to Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. I met my friend there, mm. and then we drove over to St. Louis here. Wow, I—that's not a short drive. No, that's like, drove all the way to St. Louis overnight. Went to Urbano six. Ur- Urbano six uh, ended, um, you know, like at, like midnight on New Year's <laughs> right, J- January first midnight, like yeah. New Year's. Yeah, and then we slept four hours, and then we drove to no. Passion oh seven in uh, Atlanta. 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 Yeah, we did a whole triangle. Bro, yeah. yeah. And then we went back after Passion 07 was – and this was actually at at the Urbana. That's, like,
0: the ultimate, like, Christian road trip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, like, senior senior year of
1: high school. I'm going on road trips, like, mm, doing things that I shouldn't be doing, right? Uh, But then now, two years later, I'm, like, going to, like, conferences and trying to, like, enjoy – Uh, God's grace and all these places. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, But one of the breakout sessions that I went to uh, was like, what what to do when your parents are against the call. Wow. Yeah. And so I straight up. Yeah. I went to that one and and they were like, talk to your parents um, beforehand. Yeah. And don't just throw, dump everything on them. They love you tremendously. Mm. Don't like continue to talk about it. Like, continue to talk about it like yeah. pepper it in to your to your conversations you know and and, and continue mm. to bring it kind up a drip drip
0: effect yeah mm.
1: and then just pray just pray and that's what i did mm. uh, after a year of that mm. my dad was like my dad will listen to me like uh, when I was like, oh, you know, when I want to be like when I become a pastor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like, he was like, uh, no, I don't think so. Mm. But by the end of the two years where I was just drip, 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 like you were yeah. saying and praying, um, I sat him down and I was like, dad, I love you so much. I was like crying. I love you so mm-hmm. much. And I want to honor you as much as possible because God told me to do so. But I. I. I really feel like God is calling me to do this, mm. and He was like, "Like Tim, we had you late. I was forty-four; your mom was thirty-eight, and we didn't think we were going to get pregnant at that time. And we were when we were pregnant with you. We knew that got you were a gift that God gave to us for something special, and maybe this is it." Hmm. And I was like, Ugh! like I was just like wow. bawling, crying, wow. and so we see like a whole one eighty turn that came out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, where, it was where like, did that come from? His his aggression towards my decision to go goes like become just a pastor dwindled yeah, over yeah, dwindled time. down, down, and then it's turned into like, hey, like I actually I bless you in this, just
0: straight up affirmation of the call. affirmation of
1: the call, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, it got to the point I was living at home going to Westminster because it was the greater Philadelphia area. And, like, um, it got to the point where, like, my dad would see me studying late at night, my dad and my mom. And they're like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I'm studying. I'm like this. I'm being equipped for the ministry. And he was like, you should have done this beforehand. Why are you studying late at night? You know? like, And they were keeping me accountable. They were complaining Mm. about how, like, you know last minute i was writing papers or something like that and yeah. so and uh, they're like we're praying for you and my dad he tells me even now like hey i'm praying for you mm. i'm praying for you not to get fired <laughs> you know like, like i'm, I'm uh, sorry i'm laughing too loud but like yeah no. i was like I'm, I'm i'm praying for you I was like mm. wow you know and and that's another like fingerprint of wow. god's grace yeah. god showing me like hey like i feel like I'm blessing you. I'm, I'm being that's crazy. Encouraged, that's so being reminded cool. of this. I don't think about this. Too this much, is
0: so right. encouraging, though. What a what a encouraging story. Um, that's awesome, man. Um, and I I love how Thanks you approached your dad and started off with, "I love you, no matter what," rather than, "I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're just, yeah. Like my way or the highway. Um kind of you either affirm me or I, I'm gonna be done with you. Kind of like doing the same thing he did in a sense, right? But but you said I love you and um I feel like you modeled something there for him too. But um that's awesome. And so I'm I'm guessing that's from there you went to Westminster?
1: Yeah, straight like that was the summer what after year? I graduated T- yeah. two thousand eight I graduated Grove City. Mm. Uh made that decision to go into seminary and I was like, so last minute with my application for Westminster. And I was like, mm. oh, you know, I, I might not get in, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, you could start in the fall, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. I, I applied that summer. So I was like, oh, another testament of his grace. And yeah, because you know, I, I wanted to take maybe a gap year. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, this is such a waste. I studied Malek Bio, <laughs> I have a degree, you know, uh, in that field. And I was like, I, I, I worked as a lab tech um, mm-hmm. at a lab in at a college like nearby like multiple summers so i was like i can just do that that as full-time i Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste this degree i don't think it's a waste i don't think it's a waste i don't want to waste it i didn't want to waste it so i i i was gonna take a break but i decided to go straight into seminary and Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. everything worked out you know and and, um yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. there's still you know what's surprising to me about um current sort of the climate in terms of apologetics to the secular culture is um, although uh, the, the what so called new atheism has died down a lot, um, faded away quite a bit, like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, and right. that, that kind of stuff. But the the lingering que- there's still one question that's kind of lingering, and that is like how can science and faith be compatible? Like if you're serious about like if you know anything about biology or. Uh, human chemistry or neuroscience how can you be a religious person kind of thing yeah and so you just by the fact that you are both you have your hands in both I think goes a long way in just like making you for certain people very credible because of just your ability to navigate sciences and spirituality (sighs) I think you're giving me too much
1: too much credit man I feel like uh, that was like what Phil talked about
0: two episodes ago
1: and he was like super he was way in there yeah yeah and he he was able to like talk about different things but for me I went to a Christian school with Christian professors and I had bio like A&P professors that were Christian Mm -hmm. and they taught it from the framework and perspective of the glory of God from a Christian worldview. that's That's awesome and when he when they did that it was all the more special yeah you know like everything I was learning for sure uh, for sure
0: they didn't give too much room but it gives you the lingo like the language to talk about it yeah you know whereas like with me it's like um yeah h2o that's as far as i go in terms of chemistry (laughs) like that's that's i know i know the difference between macro and micro evolution that's pretty much it no i don't yeah Um, i don't i don't
1: i don't remember much from from who are
0: your favorite professors at westminster
1: at Westminster,
0: yeah is that uh, a tough question I
1: think it's a loaded question because <laughs> some of those professors aren't are no longer there, there.
0: Uh, that's okay. I mean, who impacted yeah. you okay. while they were there and in what way like in a po- <coughs> like who impacted you in the most positive like way and yeah and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll preface it with this like um, one of the people who had the most like in, like positive influences in my life was my sixth grade teacher in Hong Kong. Hmm. Um, who was a Christian at the time, I looked up to him a ton right it it kept my my sort of i don't care about any of this six year old mind i mean sixth grader mind care about faith and God and today he's no longer a professing believer oh wow um but the impact he had on me, yeah. In that season, in yeah. that moment, God used that, and yeah. it's still there, right? So I just want to put that out there, just to give you the freedom to list whoever. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, and yeah.
1: um I feel like some of these professors had uh, a controversial ending to sure. their, you know, sure career at, at Westminster, but uh, God used them in that time for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Uh, so like, uh, Dr. Carl Truman um, mm. was was one. Uh, I he, he was the one that. My first class ever at seminary. Wow! He, 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 he gave the first lecture, and I was just blown away. I'm sure, and yeah. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, this yeah. is amazing!" It was it was ancient church, uh, and um, definitely like he was one of my professors, the church history professors, Doctor Doctor Jew. Um, yep. The way he was able. What did to, he teach at them? Uh, he taught medieval church. Okay, history, and the only thing like okay. at that point, you know, yeah, church history like medieval church i'm like okay we're gonna talk about like knights (laughs) you know (laughs) bro (laughs) i had no you didn't didn't, i didn't know anything about the (laughs) medieval church and i was like knights uh, (laughs) no you did not but you know the way he was able to talk about different like the great schism and just like different things i was like this is history was coming alive (laughs) yeah through those two professors yeah 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 and and then i realized oh man like christianity it's not something that like we're here just because we wanted to believe in something, so we made something up. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's no, there's been so much down, yeah. uh, and we can learn from the past. We don't start from a blank slate. Uh, we have yeah. predecessors of the faith, church fathers, absolutely. That, yeah, that have yeah. taught there's us. There's so
0: much depth there, um, and, and it, like you, I, I think I was exposed to it for the first time this this idea of church history and the benefit of that to our faith, like in seminary. Right. Except for me, like uh, I, I was also like kind of mind blown by this one professor. Uh, Ryan he? Reeves. Okay, wow. Yeah, he, I think he did his PhD at Cambridge. Brilliant okay. guy. Yeah. Uh, and I was like mind blown in his class. And I thought, Wow, this seems really interesting. Maybe I'll go into academics. But then the more I looked into it, it's like, Yeah, I can't. <laughs> um, I don't have the, I don't have the sense of calling for that level of commitment or studious kind of right, like right. discipline. I, I don't. I want to be more people. Like I, I want to, like be Like this, um, face to face and and uh, discipling people, pastoring people, counseling people. So, so that was a really healthy, like, helpful encounter for me. Yeah, because at first there was kind of this like draw, and then the when I got like a closer peek at it, um, uh, especially like TAing for Dr. Frame and looking at just the academic life, you know, yeah. like office hours, writing, grading, lecture. It's like, I don't know, I don't know if that's something God's calling me to do. Okay. And, and for me to enjoy but anyway so who else were those two like the more formative like more Im- impactful ones so um, Dr. Tipton Lane Tipton yeah he, right I don't uh, know too much of him but wh- yeah. what did he teach he taught ST okay
1: and and then the classes I took with him was Doctrine of Christ Doctrine of Salvation gotcha okay and I took them at the same time which was very difficult a lot of reading and stuff like that but the mm. way he was able to uh, I think great teachers can teach clearly and simply Yeah. so yeah. you know like the whole like simplicity complexity yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's simplicity on the other side of comp- uh-huh, complexity uh-huh. so like from my mind yeah. um, I'm on the, the side of simplicity where there's no complexity you know it's before the complexity yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm not that smart but then um, I think Dr. Tipton he was mm. very bright. Mm. He could make the complex simple. Mm. And he was just mm. teaching. It was still a lot. Yeah. But he taught it with humility, uh, with power. Yeah. Um, and, and everything was just so rooted in scripture, breaking sure. things down yeah. and then teaching us, like, just yeah. beautiful things about yeah. Our, yeah. our redemption and our, our yeah. salvation uh, in Kay. Christ. Uh, so that was awesome. Gotcha. Okay. And then um, I feel like I'm just naming all the professors. But they <laughs>
0: yeah doug You're green, just going that memory lane yeah
1: doug green uh he taught poetry and wisdom mm. um mm. and and that was like blew my mind, but I think the 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 professor that influenced me the most or i still respect mm-hmm. and admire mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. today, and he taught awesome mm-hmm. like he taught amazing things he mm. was a he's just so smart, uh but more than that, he was my advisor mm. uh, it was dr Poitras, Vern Poitras. Yeah, yeah, and he like he came and spoke at my ordination service mm. and I saw a picture wow. of him like laying his hand on my head like, I saw to, that to, to, like, I was uh, going to comment on me. that I was like bro
0: yeah is um, that the yeah
1: the burn <laughs> Poitras?" and um th- a couple things about him um brilliant. super brilliant where it makes yes. him possibly a genius uh, aw- awkward uh, I think maybe he'd be okay with me saying that hopefully i don't i haven't talked to him for years but yeah like yeah sort of awkward sure. you know like I, yeah. I said hi to him in the hallway he just walks yeah. past me kind of thing okay. and yeah. i was like wow he just gave me the cold shoulder he's probably, but I just he probably
0: reciting greek uh, new testament in his mind as he's something <laughs> something <laughs> yeah. amazing
1: and then we um you know his his wife would come out mm. to every prayer meeting i would mm. go to every prayer meeting every week uh, Diane Poythress, and she would mm. bake us food, and like Aww. very hospitable. Yeah, and, and we. So pray. she's the more social one. She's
0: she's definitely the more social That's one. That's so fascinating. You know how uh, Vern Poythress and John Frame are friends, right? Yeah, and almost parallel dynamic. Uh-huh. So I attended uh, John Frame's church for a little. So he attended okay. Covenant Press near yeah, s- yeah, the yeah, seminary, yeah. and I would just kind of see him at church interactions. And and he's open about this. Um, I've I've sat in his office several times, and you know there are times when I would bring a question, and um, and he would like very helpfully answer those questions for me. Sometimes he would just give me because he's written so much, he would just give me the exact page number where wow. the answer lies. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, I wrote about that in the doctrine of oh the goodness. knowledge of God page. Yeah, yeah. Nine thousand nine hundred and eighty something like oh goodness. <laughs> right? yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm exaggerating, but um and then sometimes he'll say, you know, yeah, Song Yak, he calls me by my Korean name. Okay. Um you know, I'm I'm not like a great social like Conversational, so um, he said that. You know, yeah, yeah. He was very self-aware. He was very, very self-aware, very (laughs) open about it, very kind about it. So, yeah, I'm sorry, like I'm not like great, great at conversing with you and that kind of thing. Um, But I would see sometimes his late wife; she passed away. Okay. um, So, yeah, I I do pray for Doctor Frame. So, but when I saw them at church, it was so cute because he he just kind of would hang around but then his wife would be talking to everybody <laughs> yeah uh, and there are times when i remember there were times when she was out of town and traveling oh. california or something and he would be uh, so when he's done <laughs> 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 see you <Seong-yuk>. Bye, <laughs> by dr frank beeline good talk straight to the to the <laughs> yeah. car yeah yeah, yeah. Have, have a blessed day good talk um So that's interesting how, like, there's that parallel between Dr. Poitras and Dr. Frame. Yeah, Yeah. and their wives. Uh, Both brilliant. Right. Both amazing theologians. Yeah. Um, But also, like, yeah, a lot going on, like, in their minds. And they communicate mostly through writing and teaching. Right, right, right. right. Um, But not so much through the day-to-day, like. So more than the content of
1: what Poitras taught me, which was great, you know, Mm -hmm. his his stuff on the New Testament, uh, he taught. Uh, revelation and i was like oh man yeah. and he taught hermeneutics and yeah um
0: but i love his paper on like the spiritual gifts um um and and how he laid out the more reformed take on that uh i still find that the, the most helpful document on that actually but you have to really like distill it for your for your lay members but yeah, yeah. i i i don't know if i read that but yeah okay. no that, that, that it's on, sounds it's like on, it's on the it's on the you know you know how frame porters yeah, have a you, they're amazing you, do you know how they? you know your buddies? Is, he, is if you have a website with both your <laughs> names as the domain name frame hyphen right that's how you know your friends
1: right? <laughs> not only that they're so like generous oh they're yeah not, it's all accessible it's like, yeah. uh, they don't on wanna, there for free they don't want to pro- profit they're just thinking about kingdom so more than the content mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. his humility yeah and uh, his wife would say you know like we pray for every student before the semester starts like mm-hmm. they have a, there's a student directory and mm-hmm. they pray over every student mm-hmm. and i'm wow. like Here, here's a guy that has the whole bible memorized uh, so so gk gk beale he he uh talked with d.a carson d.a carson visited westminster one time yeah and yeah gk beale was like give me something on Vern. you know give me something like give me a good story on Vern or whatever mm. and so d.a carson was like hey like they were studying at Cambridge, I forget where they were studying. Yeah, together. yeah, Cambridge. <coughs> and um, they, they're doing the laundry. Studying. This is Carson telling the story. Carson told Beale and Beale okay. told us. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and this was our our advisory group. Yeah, uh, we combined for that yeah. day for some reason. But G.K. Yeah. Beale shared the story that D.A. Carson told told him. Uh, they're D.A. Carson and Vern Poitras were doing the laundry together, mm. and they they were studying. I think, and uh, D.A. Carson looked at Vern Poitras, Dr. Poitras, and he was, like, seeing, like, Poitras was looking at the RSV mm. and um, mm. uh, the, the Hebrew and was mm. looking back and forth, you mm. know. Mm. Uh, and D.A. Carson was, like, oh, like, what are you doing? Mm. And he was, like, oh, I'm just making sure that the RSV mm. is, uh, you know, true to an the accurate translation mm-hmm. of the Hebrew. And just...
0: Just like that, just yeah, with those just two like, things, just
1: looking back and forth. And Dave Carson's like, "Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. why? Why are you uh, confirming?" And he was like, "Oh, I was. I I'm, I'm memorizing this book. It was the book of Amos. It's like memorizing this book. Uh, wow. And 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 Dave Carson was like, "Why Amos? Out of all the books." Mm. And he Vern Poiters looked at him and he was like, "Cause that's the next book." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, it's just up next.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I memorized <laughs> up to that point and Amos is just the wow. next book. And then doc, uh, uh, Diane Poitras right then and there, she was like, yeah, he has the whole Bible memorized. And I was like, wow. So this guy has the whole Bible memorized and yet he has this genuineness when he was teaching. Mm. Like there was one time where he was talking about um, uh, the exile, Babylonian exile, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the the fall of the temple. Yeah. And he was like crying, teaching that. Because wow. he was like, this is God's temple, you know? Wow. And, and the, the significance of what that meant yeah. because of their sin. And he was like crying. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah, being yeah. humble enough to, to pray for every student. Yeah. And, and here we are. and Like, you know, do we pray like that for our members? Do yeah. we pray like that for yeah. our loved or, or ones? Or treat
0: theology more than as an academic subject, but, but as something that is so tied to god's heart oh yeah and we've whereas like we're to a point where we feel his heart and that would come out in tears like that <sighs> that's always a powerful moment like i remember that reminds me like um sitting in chuck hills charles hill He he's also a cambridge scholar new testament scholar and um yeah he was lecturing in hebrew's revelation i think and just started breaking down in the middle of the um he's like one of the smartest guys I've ever interacted with (laughs) and to see him express just his feelings that way um, in the middle of a lecture. Powerful, powerful. You know, we talk about like Logos ethos pathos. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that moment, it all came together for me, for him, with him. Uh, It was a powerful moment. Yeah. Um, And and, for me, when I'm listening, I'm like,
1: Hey, I just want to give me notes so i can talk about it later and sound as smart as you you know i'm just like (laughs) thinking like hey like give me some stuff that i can do for work give
0: me a knockdown line for uh, arguing against credo baptism yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: the knockout punch (laughs) but but no he you know and talking to some of my pastor friends in 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 the denver area one one pastor friend jason walsh um he talked about what what really convinced him of covenantal theology mm-hmm. uh, was, was actually Poitras mm. and his, his uh, response to, to, I believe, dispensationalism. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. The, the back and forth. And he was like, Jason was like mm. saying like, oh man, like I see these two arguments. Yeah. And I see the humility yeah. of Poythress. Yeah. And that's what was attractive. Yeah. Winsome. Yeah. You know, to him. Yeah. And so he is like, you know, this awesome PCA pastor with so many connections that have has like, you know, sure. blessed so many For sure. people. Anyway, anyways, For sure. yeah. So
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Um do you wanna take a bathroom break? Is that okay? I that's don't know where the nearest bathroom too. is, man. Let's let's so. go find out. Let's find <laughs> out. Let's take a break. All right. Um, so
1: just want to say that was that was that was really nice going to the bathroom together. <laughs>
0: it's really intimate. Yeah, let's let's um, let's keep that between us. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I totally forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, so you were originally at a KAPC church. Yep. How did you end up in the PCA? What's that story?
1: Uh, the EM that broke off and uh, became independent, they joined the PCA, Oh, and that's what happened. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they they joined the PCA, a Korean language presbytery, a Korean Eastern presbytery, and so that that was the church gotcha. that um, I became a member at when I was uh, yeah. in high school. Yeah. Then I became an intern at when gotcha. I was in seminary, got ordained through them. So I got licensed. A year before I graduated Westminster, mm. and then I got ordained six four, five months after I graduated West, Westminster. So
0: wow, um, okay.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty six years old. What yeah.
0: was the ordination exam process and the interview process? The going through the credential. What What was that process like for you? Do grace you upon grace, man. Um, the person that you're Same.
1: interviewing tomorrow, he uh, graded Danny? my exams. Yeah, for for licensure. <laughs> and um wow uh, he gave me a lot of grace on the written exam mm, 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 uh mm. and um
0: this is the korean language presbytery, presbytery yeah which one is eastern eastern, eastern korean eastern. eastern right were they pretty rigorous right. then and now with examination
1: or uh the, so my my mentor at cornerstone um when i was in college his mm. name is pastor steve nah Mm. Uh, he planted Edge Church now in, in Queens. Okay. Um, when I told him I was going to go to seminary, he's like, that's amazing. Mm. I'm going to leave Cornerstone though. So he, <laughs> he left my home <laughs> church right when I told him I was going <laughs> to go into seminary. Yeah. I was like wanting to be an intern and, and yeah. be under his like tutelage and all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, But then uh, uh, Pastor mm. Donggu Kim, Kim Donggu mm. who's at Korean Capital now, he mentored me for about a year, mm. and then Pastor Joe Chi, Reverend Doctor Joe Chi, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. Uh, uh, has a PhD in church history. I like met he, him. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, you met him, yeah, yeah. So he he became my mentor for the rest of, mm. and he's one of yeah, my my uh, you know he's good a friends huge Eagles fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my mentors today, even now, and uh, he 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 was on the credentials committee. Okay, wow, and I believe. Yeah. He was, he's the one that made it hard for everybody, <laughs> like for the examination. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. he was my mentor, mm, right? Mm, mm. So he didn't feel like he could ask me questions. Uh. Uh, and this sounds so bad. And I feel, I, I hope I'm not putting him in, in a bad light. But mm. there, were, he said that, like, he felt awkward asking me questions because mm. if he asked me a question mm. that I, knew really well yeah it it almost seemed like he staged it like it it Mm. it might seem like he staged it yeah or if i got it completely wrong Mm. what kind of mentor is he Mm. that i would not know the answer to this question so he Mm. was like i'm just gonna let the committee do its thing yeah the committee um was very gracious with me yeah 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 i just remember yeah one of the pastor's I I got one question wrong during the committee examination. There's a written and then committee and then floor Mm. and the committee. This is for licensure. Mm. They were like, Oh, what's the, who, who wrote the book of James? And, Mm. um, Mm. and I was like, James son of Zebedee. Mm. And one of the pastors was like wrong, you know? (laughs) And I was like, Oh my goodness. Uh, and and the uh, other pastor was like, who, who was like the first apostle that was murdered, you know, or mm. disciple that was, that was uh yeah, martyred. I, martyred uh, yeah. Martyred. And I was like, Oh, James son of Zebedee. Mm. So it couldn't have been mm. him. And mm. so they, 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 graciously corrected gotcha. me. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, um, but they, they still passed me, which I was, yeah. um, again, grateful for ordination yeah. exam. I, I believe that I, I did pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, throughout everything. Mm-hmm. And the last question, this is all I remember. The last question, uh, on the floor mm. uh, one of the pastors stood up and he was like uh, Tim mm. it's it's uh, it's really beneficial for a pastor mm. for ministry to be married and mm. so what are you going to do about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was like "Moksanim." I'm going to propose next month. Oh, so please don't tell anybody. <laughs> I propose next month. She said, yes, I got married three, uh, four months later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Did people laugh
0: when you said that, yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah. such a direct answer to like a, you know, tough question in a sense. Like if, you know, if it's asked to any other, maybe single person, uh,
1: I, um, I think he meant it out of love. Because he was really caring for, like, sure. the way I was going to conduct my ministry and all that stuff. Right. Oh, can I tell you another? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm like, no. telling Dude. story after story. But the clerk of the the presbytery, Korean Eastern Presbytery at the time, um, going way back, back into my elementary school, he was a senior pastor of my KAPC church that I grew up in when I was in elementary school. Oh. Uh, the clerk of the KEP at that po- when I was getting ordained. And then he transferred
0: to the PCA? He
1: transferred into the PCA on huh. uh, Pastor James Lee and uh, I um, after I answered that question they're like okay you may you're dismissed uh, mm. you, please uh, leave the room yeah and and so that we can discuss yeah. whether or not we yeah, should yeah, pass yeah. you or whatever yeah and it took a while mmm and I was like oh, yeah man, yeah I didn't make it I didn't make it I uh, I knew I shouldn't have joked you know like uh, like I I was pressing the line too far about what like joke about no, me proposing no, and keeping a it a secret or whatever or like uh, no. I, I guess yeah, yeah but I yeah, you but know, you, you worried, should be, you were worried about it yeah you should have been yeah. maybe respectful keep her head low and like you know give <laughs> give honor and like not not not
0: sort of be playful with that or well, I mean what what would that even look like in that context I don't I mean, know like,
1: I have no 빨리, idea 빨리
0: 결혼하겠습니다 yeah, 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 yeah like something like that like, yeah
1: yeah something I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I felt like I, I failed at that moment. Uh-huh. Uh, and they brought me back in. That's funny. And then they, you know, it's like, oh, you passed. And they, gave, you know, they praised God or whatever and prayed for me. And it was yeah. powerful. Yeah. And I was like, I, I went up to uh, Pastor Joe, P. Joe, and he was like, oh, you, you know, um, I was like, what, why, why did you guys talk so much? What was so controversial? It's like, actually, it wasn't like a controversial thing. Mm. Um, it was the clerk of the, of the presbytery. He took a moment. And he, he told, he, he recognized the treasurer of the pr- presbytery at that point was one of the ruling elders at the church that I was serving at. And then Joe Chi mm. and uh, Pastor James Lee. He was like, thank you, brothers. Thank you, brothers. Mm. I knew this kid, like I knew this guy wow. when he was in elementary school. And yeah. the fact that now we can commit him to the ministry. Um, Thank oh, you. Incredible. Like it was like it was like a moment of Thanksgiving. It's incredible. Uh, and it was very moving and powerful when I heard it. I was like, I wish I was there. <laughs> I wish right. I was there to hear it. You know. And but but no, uh, but
0: you 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 can't be there if he were to say all that he wanted to say. I think. Right. 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 It had to be in your absence for him to really right without making your head too big. Just really like share his heart. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so, so that, awesome. that was a really cool moment. Um, and how did you go from then Philadelphia to receiving the call in, at New Life Colorado? How did that happen? Because it's not exactly a neighboring state or St. Presbytery. Like, how did that happen? Thanks for asking. I uh,
1: went from, um, I, I served, once I got ordained, I was serving halftime at cornerstone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and i needed to look for a full-time look for another like you know i had to work at the same time so yeah uh, i I was serving half time and then also serving uh not serving working as a starbucks barista bro And, and like my my em they 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 totally i i my wife is like oh hey like guess who i am uh preaching Oh, during my time at Starbucks, you know, like she sort of makes fun of me because I always re- refer back to my two and a half years working at Starbucks because, like, there are a lot of like experiences, uh, stories that I I could share yeah. from my time there. And uh, you were a Starbucks barista.
0: Did I tell you I worked at Starbucks for a year? No. During no. RTS Orlando. No. I had to pick up like extra part time yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I worked in the admissions office a little bit, TAing, but then you don't make that much for that. Okay. So I had to pick up a thing at Starbucks. How was it for you? Dude, um, so beneficial, rewarding, and stressful, and um, like physically demanding. Okay. Um, I give map props to baristas, like, and Starbucks barista. You know, I thought it would just be behind the espresso bar, right? Just just knocking out coffees and stuff. But no, like I have to do. I have to clean the bathrooms. I have to clean the bathroom. I have to. I don't know if they still do sanitizing the the wipes and stuff. The the towels and yeah. yeah. Um, dishwashers, because yeah. um, we served like quality assur- food like and quality assurance, like yo, like
1: the quaza. Do you remember that? Like, you had to yeah, to make sure that the the the, right. the 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 shop was up to par. So right, like the right, right. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be like um, not to make sure, to like the like carer for the
0: decaf was filled. I was in charge of like uh, making sure, like you had the blonde pike and dark roast always. Like you know, the, when the timer goes off, you yeah. you know, um, and then. Nobody really like explained like show me the thorough process of like how to make every drink, okay. so I had to like read they, they had like this ginormous oh, like wow. manual yeah um but uh, I couldn't take it home, so the only time I would have to look at it would be during what break, yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like fifteen minutes wow, um and then I would be thrown in you know you're John, you're on the bar, um yeah. And, and how did you do? And I'm like, I'm asking the guy next, the, the, the oh person next to me is like, so how many pumps of this? Yeah, how many yeah, pumps yeah, of yeah. that?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and there are a couple of times where I made it wrong. Oh. And the customers returned it. Yeah. You know, so just that kind of thing. But at, you you go through that for a few months and you get into the rhythm of things and then, and you start enjoying it a little bit more. You, you start learning people's names, like customers' names and it, it can get a little bit better. But, um, it it just showed me a lot goes into running a cafe. A uh, lot goes oh into yeah, running so a cafe, and so I don't take. I think that is why I still love Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I'm not really like gonna make my own coffee anytime soon. I, I still enjoy Starbucks a lot, partly because I really appreciate people behind the bar and um, people doing the hard work, and yeah. uh, I give them mad props. Yeah. No, how how was
1: it for you? I love that, man. I just loved it. So I, during that time, I remember I felt like um, I was uh, I was pretty exhausted with mm. like the pastoral ministry side mm, because mm. it was from Friday to Sunday, just like nonstop, yeah. different doing different things, and then Monday comes around, and it was like I felt like another ministry, and it's like like mm. I, I didn't really take a Sabbath. I was just working. All week because, like, church in the weekends and then halftime. Oof, and then, that's like, rough. And then, yeah. like, Monday through Friday, it was like Starbucks. That's rough. Uh, but I felt like it was it was still a break from one another. Okay. It was, like, so refreshing. You can
0: take off your pastor hat. Take off my pastor hat, put yeah. on my barista visor. Yeah. And then,
1: uh, you know, <laughs> visor. <laughs> visor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a Starbucks visor. Because uh, it's so hot. Like, you need Dude, a, you that's so the airflow. The, that's so hipster. Um, but, like, uh, we. But it was, um, but both were missional.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So absolutely. I,
1: I, and, and I, I just remember the Starbucks, um, people that I worked with, yeah. like, uh, the Asian people that I worked with at mm. Starbucks, mm. we were all so good at the bar. So mm. we'd always go to the bar. At the bar. Yeah. Cause we're like just so quick. Yeah. So quick, efficient and all Accurate, that stuff. Yeah. And, um, after like a few months, I'm like on the bar, and there's like a line out the door every morning. Cause I I take the morning shift. I'd get there at 4:30, right? Like, set everything up. So like I I'd, I'd see the line, but people come. So they're waiting probably like 15 minutes just yeah. to order, and then yeah. they not have to wait 15 minutes uh, just to get their drink. But they're yeah. sort of hovering around the bar. Huh? And I just look at them, smile. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't I don't think this face is like a morning face, you know, where you want to look at this, but I'd, I'd smile <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, like, like, how are you doing this morning? Yeah. And they would just be like, just sharing their life with me. Mm. And I, I'm just mm. hearing it. I'm mm. just being there. They're opening up and I was able to just converse. And yes. Yeah. I knew yeah. about pregnancies or like mm. even sometimes miscarriages or something like, wow. like brokenness, like, or death or loss. like, Bro. More than th- these people's family members, you know, and they would just open up to me uh and i I just felt like, man, this is being missional like first of all i'm i'm mm. I'm so good at like at making these drinks, and I just like watch I'm like making the drinks, but watching their first sip, and I just see their eyes close, you mm. know, like I'm like oh they're like I glorify God by making. It's a from wonderful God. cup of that, coffee. That cup
0: of coffee is from God through you. Yeah, <laughs> to the it's the Luther's milk made right. It's through, from God through right. you right. to yeah, yeah. creatures and, and, made in God's and, image. And mostly
1: yeah. every drink really glorified God because it, so, it was so delicious. Anyways, uh, and then that's awesome. At yeah. the same time, I'm like talking to them and I'm I'm they're opening that's up about so good. different things and, and and they're like, oh man, you know, like that's so good. What is it about you? That makes me want to talk to you, and like, uh, like, uh, just really allows me to enjoy my morning. in the back of my mind, I'm like, "It's yeah. Jesus," you know. Like, <laughs> but you didn't quite drop could, that line. I on couldn't. The, I you couldn't. Mike dropped. Like Sometimes that. I, I, I just be like, "Oh, you know, my faith," or something like that. i right, I, I right Allude right. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. no, it, it just felt like wow. Like this is this is what it means That's to awesome. work for the glory of That's God awesome. and being missional. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I
0: really learned a lot. Yes, and, and, I, I do enjoy those conversations. To me, that was a drive-through window. That's where oh, you are a
1: drive-thru store. I, we, 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 yeah. we weren't a drive-thru. You didn't store, have drive-thru. So we, yeah,
0: okay. everyone just walked in. I enjoyed in. the drive-thru window pretty much like a, a lot. Cause, um, you know, I'll just kind of lean over and have a, you know, 30 second to a minute conversation with whoever's there. Yeah. Um, that was always good, and sometimes, occasionally, because the the one I worked at was actually close to RTS. Sometimes RTS folks would drive through. Oh, Professors would drive that's through. Cool. Um, yeah, so I know what that's they drink. Cool. Oh, yeah. And if they yeah. if they order a venti frappuccino, then I'll yeah, judge, you, them you judge them low key. So, so <laughs> much. Kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so cool, man. I didn't know that we had that we had that in common. No, um, and, and
1: it, I think it helped me be a better pastor.
0: Yes. Um, just when so they definitely do that whole gay pride thing i don't know if you your store did it but um they would like really promote that um i'll get invited out to events and stuff um i just didn't have time to go just being a full-time student and whatnot but i asked the manager one time like i don't know if it was manager or the shift manager i don't know which one but i have an event can I invite people, invite our coworkers, you know? Oh, and he's wow. like, what is that? I said, it's a, uh, it's a movie night at my school at RTS. That's Passion passionate <laughs> 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 yeah. It's the, it's the crew Jesus movie. Um, and we will be doing the altar call after the movie. No, um, it was, uh, it was a Christian produced documentary movie about human trafficking. Oh, wow. Sex trafficking. Oh, wow. And we're just trying to raise awareness yeah, yeah, yeah and tell people that human slavery still exists today in a different form and the and the guy the shift manager who's a non-christian he's actually quite anti-christian right um yeah he said to me that's awesome oh my goodness that's awesome praise god nobody's talking about that yeah i'm glad you guys are wow right? I didn't give him a lecture on no, it. No. I didn't give him a whole spiel. I, I just invited him out yeah. to say, there's an event.
1: Just an invitation.
0: I'll be there. I'm hosting it. Mm-hmm. Would love to see you there kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he was just like, so glad you're doing that. And and I'm hoping that did something to just help him soften up just a little bit towards Christianity. But there are a lot of interactions like that. Just them, first of all, knowing you are a believer. That can lead to all sorts of things. So I will like give somebody a ride, for example, right. after after work, home, and then that's when they'll ask like, so what else do you do? Mm. I'm a seminary student.
2: Mm.
0: Oh, why? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a they they're just asking so casually, right? But to me, that's such a big question. So right. I had to, I had to like really like scramble and yeah. find an answer for why why am I in seminary? <laughs> Yeah. Um that's, that's and I one remember point. one time saying like yeah, I th- I think what I'm trying to do is look at what Jesus did in right. the um in the gospels and in, in in the early church and try to replicate something like that. Mm. Not so much repeat what maybe American Christianity has made made him out to be, but kind of I want to study what he did and 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 do that. Yeah. And again, another very like, you know, not dechurch, e- church unchurched right, yeah. person who's like that's cool yeah that's cool um my boss was yeah. uh uh
1: she was a lesbian mm, mm. um and uh she she said like she was like oh you're a pastor mm. and, oh man like she was like you are like not what i thought a pastor would be mm,
0: yeah exactly yeah and i
1: was like Oh, like you didn't ask me for what I thought they about They say that a lot. It's like they oh, say that a
0: lot. Like oh, I didn't, yeah. I
1: didn't, I didn't know. Like a, a pastor could be like someone like you, right? S- uh, someone I can talk to. Someone I can talk to. Someone who
0: seems normal. <laughs>
1: she, yeah, she was like, but you're like, you're you're like cool, you know? Yeah, dude, you're a cool and, dude. And no, but like, what we never talked about my. My own view, you know, of of her go, sexuality, we sure, didn't go right, there, right, right, right. And I'm sure, just on a she would not have said I was cool if she asked that. But in terms of the like, relational social level, her caricature of what the Christians were and what pastors yeah. were yeah. was like, you know, the condemning, ostracizing, right, 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 right. Hate, right, hateful right. kind of like uh, yeah. Christian. And and uh, for her, she was like, yeah. oh, you know, I used to go to VBS when I was young. And wow. she even opened up about that. And wow. she was like, But I, I stopped going to church because okay. of that. But okay. you're like one of the first Christians that yeah. I'm interacting with. And I, I feel like, like there's oh, a man. yeah, th-
0: there's a good chance people who work at Starbucks work there, and especially like at the manager level, they, they, some of them, not all of them, some of them work there because to them that's the safe space. That's a, that's a safe space for them to be who they feel like they are, right? right? Um, so chances are like, if they're looking for a safe space at work very intentionally like that there's something behind that there's some experience they had where they felt really unsafe or felt really rejected or really outcasted that makes them look for a workplace that doesn't just make money Mm -hmm. but also feels safe and Mm -hmm. I think that's just something we should consider uh, and not be so triggered when we see like the pride flag uh, you know hanging in the Starbucks store or you know you see people with name tags that don't seem to match their mm-hmm. gender or mm-hmm. um, just just not starting off with like judgment right away but just starting off with acknowledging they're here because to them that this is a safe space right and therefore perfect place to dialogue with them right you gotta dialogue with people who feel unsafe about church in an environment where they feel safe right, right? you don't say you know Uh, my home court advantage that's where we'll do this Mm -hmm. no you be the visitor you give them home court advantage and you carry the gospel i mean that's what every mission trip should be right um and Hmm. i i I hope christians therefore when they see pride flags and when they see stuff like that rather than boycotting sarva because i've heard some people you know make that case no, um, you're a light. Go into the darkness. You know, wow. Jesus didn't say, if you see darkness, run from it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you see darkness, you're the light. Don't be a light under a basket and, like, get in there. Of mm-hmm. course, you need to discern, like, you know, I, so locality, I think, is important. Just, you know, longevity, locality, where you can develop those relationships. Right. So there's a, a helicopter. Know, we'll let the chopper pass. Um,
1: <coughs> but yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you. And, Just get on first name
0: basis with some some right of them, you know. Um,
1: develop relationship. They might be, you know, they might disagree, and um, sure, but they're yeah. people made in the image of God, yeah. And um, and they they
0: have they're worth they're and dignity. having. So again, if they're like me, they're having a hard day. They're they're, they're working hard. They're stressed out. They're right. they're the the neighborhood Starbucks that I go to is super busy. Uh, sometimes the customers you can see in their faces; they're very impatient. So if you go up to them, give them a smile and be like, "Hey, Melissa. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, it's good to see you. Right. That that makes their day.
1: No, I love that. That like, makes their day. I would I would look at the line, and I I would probably know like half yeah. of them in the morning because they were regulars every day. Yeah, they yeah. just need this yeah source of energy, source of life. Yeah, uh, and then like smile. Yeah, even when. You, like you make the drink wrong, and they're coming in like so angry, uh, and they're ready to like like yeah. yell at you and tear you yeah. apart. Yeah. And you just look at them and you smile. Yeah. You, you know, you you fight fire with water yeah. and and like with gentleness and and you approach them yeah. and you smile yeah. at them and you apologize.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're like, I'm so sorry. Like it was amazing to see their face just change.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And and I was like, oh man, you know, I think the Bible has something there where like talking about truthing in love or speaking the truth in love and (laughs) yeah uh, Yeah. it's like oh interesting yeah yeah, being gentle and a kind word and
0: yeah that's good that's good Um, we spent a lot of time no that's good I'm I'm glad we talked about that Um, so so you've been doing EM at New Life Colorado you said almost eight nine years (laughs) we never talked about why uh, when and why I
1: decided to (laughs) go from yeah love Philly. it. I, love I apologize it. yeah
0: so so yeah let's go back to that yeah
1: so it was like uh, by bi- like bi vocational like working at Starbucks serving as an associate pastor mm-hmm. and um, uh, different circumstances yeah. led to me being like okay I, I think it's time the season has this chapter is, is, yeah. is' finished here I served at that church for six years mm-hmm. I was like I need to go to a full-time place right um, and maybe even instead of being just an assistant or associate just be a lead, lead pastor, pastor Uh even though I'm still just an associate right now, and I'm I'm under like you know um, yeah. my senior pastor, yeah. uh, but it's still a lead EM pastor, and right. so yeah. uh, being in a leadership model. So same I w- as us, yeah. Yeah, I was I was 28 years old, um, uh, and I was I was looking for a call. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to. Uh, I feel like. Maybe I should say this, but like uh, I didn't want to go to a Korean church because sure. the church I was serving at was a second-gen independent EM church. And right, so right. I'm used to that. Yeah. And I just hear horror stories about Korean Completely churches. Completely
0: different dynamic. Yeah. Right,
1: right. It's just like really fearful. Sure, but, um, sure. Uh, I was looking at different churches in the Northeast, but then um, I, I, I decided to extend my s- search throughout mm. the nation. And, mm. and there was this opening at New Life Mission Church of Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and I knew about New Life Mission Association. Yeah. And, and like the big names that came out of there, are like Lloyd yeah. Kim, Owen Lee, right, you know, uh, right. Alex Young, like all that stuff. Yeah, so I yeah, was like, oh yeah. man, this is one of those churches. And I got like, I was like really excited. I saw also what's what, cool before I knew that they were an LMA church. I, I saw that there was an elder in the English ministry and I was like, whoa, hold up. Mm. There's an elder that's part of the session mm. that's in the English mm. ministry. I, I was like blown away. I was like, you know, that mm. shows me something. Just right. just on paper, just the fact that like I saw that on the right. uh on on the job description and profile yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So I sent my resume uh Elder Tommy Han, he, he's one of the, our ruling elders mm. gets back to me, like mm. within the, the next day was like, wow, Hey, let's do a zoom call. A zoom interview mm. next week. Mm. Sorry. Zoom wasn't around Skype. Yet. Skype. Yeah. Sorry. That, that was <laughs> it. That was it. Skype, <laughs> Skype interview. And I was like, okay. And I remember at that time we were doing an ESL ministry. Um, we, uh, and that was so formative mm. too. Like mm. we were teaching ESL, mm. um, at a, at a ch- neighboring church uh, mm. and it was like a black Baptist church. And we were mm. helping them, my wife and I, we were helping them with, with teaching ESL mm. uh, and, and like all like the immigrants were coming in, we are teaching them English. Anyways, wow. the, the interview was on a Tuesday. And so I couldn't go mm. to uh, teach ESL, but from, from the evening on, I, I, I just started crashing and I had a, a fever of like 103. <laughs> wow. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do this interview," yeah. but I I still did it, uh, and I don't really remember what I said. And <laughs> I I was hoping that like everything I was saying was was making sense. Yeah, and I, I I talked to some of the like committee members that interviewed me, and they were like, yeah. "You were just so mature, you were like so like." at peace and just, like, el- like you know, smooth. I, I don't speak well, but they were like, oh, you were, like, answering these questions really nicely. I yeah. was like, yeah. whoa, you know, like, maybe God had me sick. No, I'm kidding. But, like, you know, I, I, was, I was just, like, very much thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they flew me out a month later, got interviewed in person. Uh, yeah. And then the day after we came back to Philly, yeah. we find out we were pregnant. Wow. Yeah. And then two days later, they send over an offer with your letter first? with our first. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, 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 and then um, we so providential. We we moved uh, at the end of like a month, a month and a half later. We mm. moved out to Colorado. Mm. Yeah, un- like and and a big part of our story and a broken story is mm. like, our my sister in law passed away at that time. Oh, wow. uh, too so like uh, a younger sister my wife's younger sister and it was tragic it was like absolutely difficult um uh
0: wow like we yeah yeah it was hard um but what we, a what a mix of grief and yeah. just all kinds of yeah yeah emotions yeah, yeah. well at that p- yeah
1: so it was like joy with being pregnant but i, th- I think it was hard on our sister-in-law and, and then um yeah uh the loss and then starting a new job moving cross country and uh feeling all the the pains of of um like morning sickness but it wasn't just morning it's 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 all day sickness and like uh yeah and then we started um and i i would say like i i feel like i I, it wasn't starting off like running Mm. or sprinting Mm. it was like starting off hobbling Mm -mm -mm -mm. because from the get-go like Mm. with my sister-in-law's death. Um, and, and just feeling so inadequate for this position. I was 28. Mm. Who am I to lead other people, okay. uh, men and women, um, older and younger than me, or just mm. that? It was my full time gig. Like people would call me pastor, and like mm. uh, it. It was um, it was hard, you know. And I knew some of the candidates that mm. uh, applied mm. for this position that mm. did not get it, and they mm. they. I looked up to them they, they they're very I mean they're in different contexts now that that and they're thriving there but like I was like man like who who am I and I, like approaching that with fear anxiety feeling insecure about my mm. abilities and, and and then this tragedy happens and we're still healing to this day like sure. morning sure I, we, th- we think I, th- I think about her all the time and and so hmm.
0: um what yeah. a I mean on the one hand um. that's such a rough transition and yet I feel like it's like it seems like it's a time where you're in like such a valley where it's gotta be some divine shepherd that leads you through that or you won't make it kind of scenario Th- did it make you cling to God more because of all that like what do you recall from just like your your prayer life, or like what do you recall about just how you were turning I think the, to God?
1: The week, uh, I think, the weeks prior to moving to Colorado, um, and still mourning the loss of it was so fresh. It was so yeah. fresh. Uh, it was it was just filled with like God. I don't know. I don't know. I ha- there were like no words. Like I I, yeah. I just remember my prayers being like help help me, help me, help me, help me. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What am I doing, you know? Which Um, is
0: a great prayer. Yeah. Help is such... That's such a great prayer. And then... um,
1: I don't think I cared for my wife and shepherded my wife Mm
0: -hmm. well. Mm
1: -hmm. Even now. How long have you been married at
0: that point? You're 28 and... you were married right under two years okay yeah i i don't know any husband who tell who says yeah year two i was killing it i was just loving my wife so so well (laughs) yeah nobody says that yeah you know and and
1: i just remember um later that year we just passed it was like our two and a half year mark and uh, close friends of ours now, members mm. of our church, mm. they were like, "Hey, can you do our premarital counseling?" Mm. Mm. And I was like, "Yes!" Mm. Like this mm. is why I became a pastor. I wanted mm. to marry them, all that mm. Mm. stuff. It's like the joys of being a, a pastor. Yeah. But yeah, in the back yeah. of my mind, it's like, "What do I know about marriage?" I've been married two and a half years, you know, yeah. and yeah. we just had a newborn at that
0: point, and, and so yeah. it was it was very
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I,
0: I don't I don't even know yeah. what I told them. But did you feel did you feel welcomed when you first moved to new life? So loved. Mm. So loved. It's yeah, um, great.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. I didn't want to be part of a Korean church, but once we got there, uh, I realized, like, oh, man, like, I am... I'm very comfortable here mm. and there's brokenness in the Korean church, like just sure. like there's brokenness in every church, sure. but I know this brokenness and this is actually mm. part of the brokenness in my story. Hmm. Uh, and some of these parents or, or, or elders or grandparents, I'm like, these, these are my parents. And, and um, I just remember, I don't, I barely knew these people. They're like, we're just months in mm, uh, mm. and we're, we just had a bit, our first born mm. and they're bringing like, tubs of food right yeah, like myokuk yeah. and like uh, <sighs> oh like yeah. so much myokuk like <laughs> 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 so much dude because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're only supposed to eat myokuk or like komtang for yeah. a month straight but yeah some some people brought komtang but it was like myokuk upon myokuk awesome. and and like my my wife actually loves myokuk and so she just l- she dude, just ate it for a month i straight. have an
0: extra stomach for myokuk <laughs> <She> i can <laughs> just it. like
1: she ate it for a month straight and she was fine you know but uh we believe in that stuff like that like yeah you got to rest completely rest for a month and oh absolutely and, uh, i think it's like almost biblical you know with like the old testament law like unclean for 40 days you have to like rest <laughs> you know uh <laughs> yeah. and, and and just rest for a month for, and
0: maybe for different reasons but yeah yeah okay. yeah <laughs>
1: yeah 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 and and my wife with uh her rest and uh, being loved and and our e m members right. brought brought that's awesome meals that's and, awesome and that was actually a good way to connect with people too uh where uh people that's so encouraging meals.
0: yeah so um I love that about our our k m as well their sweetness and their uh kindness generosity um just yeah, I would get like a text from my pastor, and it's like, hey, kwaaniini left you a box of this or that in your office, make sure you pick it up and you know like wow thank you so sweet Um, so you're an associate I I recently became an associate that means we're in the session and um, there's some EM represented in the basically the board of elders and whatnot Um, how's that been for you and how has that been for your EM congregation, knowing that you're there and how how's that changed sort of their outlook on KMEM relations, if at all? Uh I just wanna so our senior
1: pastor he had this vision mm. of um even from like when he planted the church, there's this vision, a ten year plan. There's mm. like mm. so like, you know, uh sewing uh, I forget. There's a it's a three part plan, uh, and uh, the second part had had em. Tell
0: me, tell me part sub point four of point two. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I feel so bad that it's not it's not coming to me right now. I, it's only I'm, eleven I'm thirty so p.m. Yeah, I'm so after sorry.
0: A, uh, conference that went all day. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, part of his
1: vision was to have an EM elder. You know em elders in the session yeah wow i mean yeah. I, i'm sure like um he received a lot of um flack for that and, and mm. like, had to really fight uh at people mm. like for, for us and essentially taking on mm. the mm. The, mm. the the arrows of of criticism mm. uh, but he was just our shield and so he was able to establish elder well one elder when I arrived and there were like three deacons uh, from EM from EM wow right right right. Uh, and then since then we've had we have three elders and we have four deacons right now in the English ministry side wow Uh, that's part of the session and And how many KM elders KM I believe there are nine elders yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, that's like two to one kind of ratio yeah
0: yeah yeah three to yeah Nine, nine and four three. nine to three, three. including three. you would be before four, four. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes 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 yes
1: that's yeah. i that's a lot of authority that's a lot of like oh that's man a
0: lot of that's to me that sounds like a healthy ratio if you want to d- because at this point i'm the only em elder in the session right, right now. if you want to um. go
1: according to like um population in terms of like membership role breakdown mm. we are actually overrepresented
0: right in the
1: session right because the km is about i think they're way bigger three times yeah. four times right. our size right. Right, right, like right. on a given yeah. sunday yeah and, um maybe even more than that so like yeah uh, the fact that the 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 church was willing to yeah. allow us yeah. to be on
0: session so uh, are your em elders bilingual would they yeah. need english to run, uh, to to take part in the session meeting? Yeah, our senior pastor, he's like 1.5.
1: He came over when okay. he was in high school. Okay. So he's bilingual. Okay. Does so he run the it's meeting? like double the work for every meeting, you know? He has to say it in English, say it in Korean. Uh, but then our elders, they're pretty fluent in Korean. I'm asking them. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, what, what did Pastor David just say? You know, like I, I, I'm i asking them.
0: Their mm, Korean is better than mm, mine. Mm.
1: And so they... It, it definitely is like God allowed us to have the right people in place yeah. uh, for that kind of like healthy dynamic where yeah. uh, I, I, I see it like the KM elders yeah. treat our English ministry elders like mm. with respect and mm. dignity and honor. Uh, and our, like English ministry elders, they're pretty Korean. They give Mm. the respect. They Mm, they give mm, that mm. honor to Mm. them. Yeah. Uh, and so actually it was healing for me because like, I'm like, oh, Korean churches is like unhealthy. There's no way it can work. Mm. And I, here I am. And I'm like, wow, this is profound. Yeah. It's actually healing for me. Uh, then like, there's a lot of internal stuff that happened in my heart, in my own soul. Um, Mm. my, my struggles in my own faith. Mm. uh being totally burnt out losing losing mm. passion for the ministry the joy in the gospel really like i i was not in a good place uh, is this is pre covid pre covid mm. yeah and I, I was like preaching every week mm. and people were encouraging me like hey that was such a blessing mm. that sermon was so good and i remember thinking oh i fooled you too <laughs> and i was it was like awful things think yeah. like you know just yeah. and i realized oh that wasn't um that wasn't although like I do believe the work life balance was awful mm. uh, and mm. um, the workload, like it was a perfect storm where I mm. love pleasing people uh, and sacrificing my family to please people. Mm. And then they love the fact that I kept saying yes, uh, mm. especially for a second gen guy, yeah. putting his head down to work, giving respect and honor and constantly. So it was a perfect storm. And it, I thought I was getting everything that I needed. People's yeah. affirmation. Yeah. Uh, the ministry was growing at that point, And yet yeah. I felt more empty and uh, unfulfilled, in the ministry to the point where I, I wasn't believing the word that I was preaching, Mm. but I had just grind, like gritted it out and just kept going and Mm. and week in, week out trying to trying to preach and, and be faithful to the call. But, uh, feeling like I'm, I'm just, I'm just killing myself each week. Mm. And I felt more dead each, each week as, as it went along. Mm. But part of the bitterness too, was like, oh I just felt like, (sighs) I, um, I'm not getting every. I sound like a little little child now, but like I, I just felt like oh. uh, I wasn't getting what I needed or what I wanted for our ministry as well, mm, mm. and that uh, in the narrative that I created in my head was like, oh, this the church, especially the Korean side, was this like obstacle, uh, obstacle, and uh, overbearing, kind stunting. Of like, yeah, 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 like this feeling like they don't care about us and mm-hmm. they just want what's best for them yeah. and that kind of struggle yeah. that EMs and KMs yeah, have, yeah. A, lot of, have yeah. a lot. So going back to your question, the whole thing about me becoming an associate pastor was, mm. was very healing for me because I was able to see they actually really care about us, our yeah. KM elders. Yeah. Uh, they pray for us. Yeah. Uh, our senior pastor, I thought he, he – he um is a great mediator hmm. and he represents em to the km and like vouches for us but then he vouches for the km to the em yeah. so that means everyone hates him like oh, sorry everyone loves you pastor david <laughs> yeah. but like everyone um like you know was attacking him he had to always constantly defend yeah and i was able to see that on yeah. on the session and i was yeah. like oh man actually like i was wrong yeah i was wrong about my perception of what Mm. His stance was, and what he was doing, mm. uh, and so that that was really that was really great. That's to see. so
0: encouraging to to hear, and it makes sense of why your EM is stable and it, uh, I think doing good. I'm, I'm observing from a distance, but um, but yeah, I feel like when I see your ministry, I see like a Colorado reflection of you know kind of where we want to go, mm. like um, as NCA, um, and I think what you said about your senior pastor being a good mediator. Mm. That's such a good word mm. to use for any KM pastor out there who wants to make it work. If there's a vision yeah. to coexist as KM and EM, right. um, I think the best word to use for like uh, what you would take on to your role would be a mediator. I, I think...
1: That the whole session is full of mediators, you know, like well then, like dude, the, you're the, the KM, <laughs> dude, the KM, the with, with KM, the KM with yeah. the EM. I think I definitely know for, sure, for sure for sure heading that, but there's a mm. lot of times where I've seen my own elders, yeah, uh, and I'm so proud of them, and yeah, um, I'm yeah, thankful for them. I've seen them at the session meeting, like, hey, like we actually like yeah. we 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 disagree with this, we want to fight for this, all yeah. that stuff, and yeah. then the session votes. And decides to go against that, and then now they have to represent the session's decision, even though they they did not agree with that decision. But now it's the session's decision. It's gotta be. They have to represent it to our EM, and they try to do it in a charitable, favorable light. And I was like, wow
0: wow like that, ch- and they become the- your champions not just mediator right yeah. right
1: right and so it, it, it's like a it's a very yeah no it's beautiful um, dynamic that, yeah no the, you're the right humility. i think it
0: does start with your relationship with your senior pastor i think it does start there and trickle down um i think it has an impact on the rest of the the session the elders and the culture and the dynamic and i think the senior pastor is always in a sense a vision casting person who sets the tone mm-hmm. um but yeah, I love our session. I love our elders who mm-hmm. who care for our EM a lot, um, and just even our the the new chapel we're meeting in right now is something that they initiated and funded and built for us. And, oh. um oh. it's not like if you want it, you you build, you raise your funds and build right, it. But it's right. like one of the elders came to me and said, "I think you should start thinking about a new chapel. You wow. you could grow more." As and I was the one who was like, "I don't know." Right. I don't know. Yeah. But he was encouraging me to really... And then, um, yeah, the the session really invested. And oh, man. I think covered like 90% of the budget yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, and now, post-COVID, even during COVID, we grew to a point where we really needed that chapel. <sighs> really need, And they were totally right. I'm not a... Very future oriented like thinker yeah. um, or administratively gifted mm-hmm. and so their their wisdom have has meant a lot mm. um, and just being able to be in there in the session and just have them sp- speak to about EM and and to EM in a very supportive way, right What do you guys need? Don't yeah. you need this? Why don't you yeah, that's so encouraging. Um, so yeah, mediator, champion, um, just being proactive in, you know, meeting the needs of, you know, your EM members. Yeah, I think, I think God has appointed
1: the right people to be in the places that they are. And Mm. even for me, like, um, I, I felt like, oh man, this is sort of like, I understand this place and this yeah. context and yeah. everything and yeah. and feeling at home and, and yeah. being healed and, and yeah. understanding that and, yeah, um, yeah and I, I'm I'm just so that's, grateful. I'm grateful for, uh, uh, yeah. Just that's beautiful. This this whole.
0: That's beautiful and, and that's why I also wanted to talk to you is just kind of get a sense of that from you too, just hear more personally from you and what's going on at your church because I knew it would be encouraging. Mm. I knew it would be encouraging. Um and just when you told me that one time where you you had to just just rest, just take a break, because um, you felt like you couldn't keep pushing keep grinding like you know um it was yeah. a tough season in your yeah, yeah ministry yeah. in your yeah. life and and um and how they responded to you, you know um what from what I recall, the response was not like you can do it or like (laughs) just keep pushing or it's like uh how long do you need what was their what was there? um
1: yeah so i remember like that time when i was like i lost joy in the gospel and passion for the ministry and yeah it's a low very low point in yeah yeah which we all go through
0: but right and um, i I wasn't
1: i felt like i was a i wasn't a good husband either Mm. my wife Mm. she sacrificed so much to love me support me Mm. and she counseled me so much during that, that season yeah. I constantly. Uh, I mean, it, she was above and beyond, Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, just, I felt like I was a patient at a hospital and she's just constantly like mm. caring for me. Uh, and then, um, it got to the point where she's like, Oh man, I am, I cannot, I can't give, keep giving. And I, and mm. I, like, we're all we're doing is talking about ministry. Like mm. when we talk about us, when mm. we talk about uh, kids and do mm. you not care for me and like all that mm. stuff. And so it was like, wow, I am like not doing well mm. in all aspects of life. My faith, my, my family, yeah. uh, my ministry Then then COVID happened. Yeah. And I'm still recovering. Started seeing a counselor thankful mm. for like the PCA program. Uh, yes. A PCRBI program yeah. at that time. And yeah. I think it was serving care where I could yeah, see yeah. A, a counselor and, um, it was, it was a step super back. Super beneficial. Step back yeah. from ministry, from the pace of ministry because of COVID. And although it was, like, super difficult for our church, super difficult for so many people, yeah. uh, it was a healing time for my family, too. Mm. And then 2021, things started ramping back up. Mm. I, I was, like, starting to get, like, you know, uh, PTSD again. Like, not, not real PTSD, but, like, starting to get really scared. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, I cannot go back. I yeah. really can't. I'm not going to survive. Like, I'm still recovering. I, mm. I'm, I'm just working with pieces here. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like difficult conversations with my senior pastor. Yeah. Hurt my senior pastor. My hurt my elders. I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because I was, I was keeping this a secret. They, they were like, what, where, mm-hmm. where did this come from? Cause mm-hmm. I was just saying mm-hmm. yes the whole time. Yeah, pretending I was okay, but I, I really wasn't. And I just, Very common, uh, yeah. just, um, told them like, I, I, I I'm done. Yeah. They're like, what? And so the session was like, session was like, what, what is this like yeah. it's like is it is it because like like what if i like you know what yeah. if i told you like like you're not doing enough yeah or like you're not you're not where you should be or like like one of one of the elders said that yeah and then i was like you're right i just feel like i'm so inadequate i'm yeah. so broken like yeah i'd be like oh i need it and then um the <laughs> that elder was like oh okay you don't need this discipline where i'm like gonna try to yeah. like you know like whip you up into shape but it's more like yeah. oh, i need to counsel you and so they they allow me to take a month off i took that month off we we drove out to philly yeah with at that point like, like a six-year-old and a four-year-old across country it was it was awesome so good wow a conversation beautiful seeing seeing the uh, <sighs> that's awesome and, and that's awesome spent time with my parents and i uh i read through the book of psalms I didn't read because I was like I'm going to retreat with the Lord, but I just read it because I, was like, I just have to. I, I don't. I feel like I have no relationship with God right now. I'm just gonna, just. Um, I think you picked the right just, book, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna yeah. read the Psalms, and like w- after a few days, I was like, these are the words that I'm speaking in my own soul. Yeah. And the word is is really ministering to me, and so at that point, I was like, okay, yeah. I, uh, the word is so powerful. And it transforms my life. Dude. Who am I to think that I need, I need uh, the the bu- that God needs me and the Bible needs me to do His work? The Word is so powerful; it transforms mm, souls. Mm. It, it fed my soul and it gave me life. That I, I, was like, God, like, speak. And so that was that was part of the restoration process. I think uh, I was that's like, so cool. And when we met and we did the P two P thing, that was yeah. like, a, I felt like I was on life support. My ministry, my my faith. Uh, and then this, you know, part of the fruit that came out of it—out of yeah. these relationships, out of the prayers from like our, 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 my older brothers in the ministry that are part of Cali—like they really talked to me and 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 prayed for me. So many older brothers, mm. Uh, mm. mentors, mm. like praying for me, and so mm. yeah, mm. that's awesome. Felt like I—I
0: really feel loved. like yeah, I'm thankful for your session. I'm thankful for your pastor. I'm thankful for your transparency to w- with them because that's also a big, big move, big courageous move to just really just op- open up with them like that. And for them to then take the next proper step. Um, and because it's like, it's one or the other, I think. It's either, you know, yeah, just pray about it, get over it. <laughs> um, like, you need, yeah let's help you you know let's give you the break you need um so that's just an encouraging i i hope you share that far and wide among korean church circles cuz that's just a good encouraging story
1: no um, thank you man i, I mean yeah. i'm i'm grateful for my my session um that we're able to yeah be there and and speak that and the, i i yeah even though i i w- i'm i'm sure i hurt my elders and hurt my senior pastor and yet they were so willing to forgive i love your yeah yeah, i love your
0: humility through it through all this as well um something else you said that that was really you said it so quickly but i was i closed my eyes for a while just to like memorize it and not remember it because i i really took the time to memorize it you said every church is broken but this is my brokenness
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah.
0: The, the, the Korean church. Right. The right. immigrant church. Right, right The right. KMEM and the multi generational tension and that that mediating that needs to happen, the bridge that needs to be built. And not just within the church, but within the family. Of course. The first gen, second gen family. Right. And we have a lot of common in that in, in just as an immigrant community, whether it's Korean American or Chinese American or Taiwanese American or Vietnamese American but uh, like you said uh, on this side of heaven I mean we agree everything's broken but it's like yeah what is my brokenness that and my wilderness that God has called me to step into Mm -hmm. where without faith without the gospel without my shepherd without the church I won't make it Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of getting through it with them with God's gifts his ordinary means of grace not a matter of how can I run from every form of brokenness Mm -hmm. how can I not be broken is not Christianity right um and I think sometimes sometimes our frustration and my frustration with anything in life is when I forget that Mm. and somehow life's agenda is about running away from brokenness Mm. Where do I feel unbroken, you know? Um, and that takes me, that, that takes my eyes off of God's mission for the here and now. And also the the eternal hope where true wholeness really is waiting us, right? Yeah. Um, it's not here. It's not going to be my marriage. It's not going to be my identity as a husband. It's not going to be my identity as a parent, my identity as a current American or as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So the brokenness, we're gonna run into it whether we are a church plant that's particularized, (laughs) whether we are KMEM, whether we're in an Anglo context or Asian context, you're gonna run into brokenness. But I love what you said, this is my brokenness. This is my brokenness. And there's so much power in that, encouragement in that, in acknowledging that. Hmm. Um, This is my story, this is my song, you know. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that, man. You said it so, like, casually. But to me, that was, like, such a mind-blowing line. <laughs> huh. I don't know if you noticed. I was just like, no, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. <laughs>
1: oh, well, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> noticing that. And, um, dude, this, is, this was a lot of fun. I, I apologize for talking. Don't apologize, and, dude. And I had a ton of
0: fun. Uh, this has been great. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you.